This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a D&D podcast that has some official taglines. Uh, Mike, we need an official tagline from you today right now on the spot go oh man um dice to meet you oh yeah mm. good good dice to meet you okay <laughs> you don't sound you don't sound convinced it's basically dice fine. does rhyme with uh with a lot of things that, basically, that opens up a whole yeah. world of opportunities <laughs> i don't think that's bad for literally on the spot yes i, I yeah. have no prep whatsoever um i'm jane <laughs> douglas i play prudence the tiefling warlock and and that's all I got. Yeah, I'm Andy got- Parent. I play Corazon de Bayena, the human pirate rogue. And I'm Mike Channel. I play Egbert, the clumsy dragonborn paladin. What's going on today? What are we even doing? It's Exhibition Impossible Part 3, the finale. Mm. Yes. The Thrilling. ultimate chapter. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. I yeah. I really like this. I, I refreshed my memory just before we started recording. And it is one hell of a finale. The other parts of this session are like an hour long. And this mm. one is half an hour. And I think it all happens in the last <laughs> half hour. It really kicks off. Well, we won't get into spoilers. That's to come at the end, folks. So stick around and we'll catch you at the end to talk about spoilers. But um, yeah, there'll be a lot to talk about because a lot happens. Some mm. of it horrifying. Brand new character introduced, sort of. Mm. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat brand about new that. character. So look forward to that. Let's talk about what we've been playing recently. What have people been playing recently? Uh, I've been playing a couple of things. I was playing um, a very good mobile game called There Is No Game, uh, right. which I heartily recommend. It's a, very that... meta, it's a very meta game. So you load up the game and it's like, oh, uh, sorry for the confusion. This isn't actually a game. So please just close <laughs> the game and go away. But if you sort of click around on it, you can sort of force the game to start and the game is very not up for being played. And <laughs> then you have to sort of find find ways to get gameplay out of it. And then it loads up an actual game, which is like a like a LucasArts point and click adventure game. But it's all sort of you can turn the screen around and see the whole set from the back and you have oh, to sort wow. of manipulate. It's very clever, very funny. And as you sort of play, you uncover the story that's going on in the background. It's this sort of epic tale of lost love. Uh, yeah, it's com- completely unique. It's not like anything else I've ever played, but I would recommend it. It's really good fun and very funny. That's incredible. What is? Does it have the kind of pixel art style of a LucasArts yeah, the, adventure? So it changes. Like there's one level which looks a lot like the sort of um, uh, SNES Zelda games. Um, oh, nice. The, but the LucasArts adventure one, it, uh, I think it's based heavily off the Day of the Tentacle art style. So it looks kind of like Day of the Tentacle has some really Day of the Tentacle-esque animations in it. Uh, but yeah, then it becomes like a Zelda game. Then it becomes like a rhythm action game. It's incredible. That's awesome. I'll definitely try it out. It reminded me, the stuff about it not wanting to be played reminded me a bit of, do you remember that old, was it called like the Impossible Quiz or something? And it was like every oh, yeah. single every single question was like a trick question or like a obfuscating yeah, the answer. Or... There is a lot of that, yeah. That's really cool. There's a like a, a puzzle early on where you need um you need a, a cog to turn something and there aren't any cogs and you have to go into like the settings icon is a cog oh, you have that's... to sort of pull the setting icon off. That's really like, cool. Yeah, that's very cool. It's that kind of stuff. You've been playing it as well, right, Jane? I have. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I've gotten as far as you. Spoilers. It's very enjoyable. I've been playing it on my phone um, mm. and anything that I can play while sitting on the sofa uh, watching Netflix with one other eye yeah. uh, is <laughs> my game right now, which is why I've gone back to playing Hades as well. Getting a minimized oh, yeah, experience so from both the things you're doing yeah. at the same time. I saw someone tweet earlier in one of the lockdowns like, 
I finished work for today and now I can stop looking at the medium sized screen and go and look at the small <laughs> screen while also watching the big screen. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to scroll on my little screen or like play Hades on my little screen while also, you know, streaming something from Netflix on my big screen. As That's a treat. My experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other thing I've been playing is um, a game called Call of the Sea, which is on Game Pass and it's a first person puzzle game. Uh, you play it's set in like the 1930s i think early 1930s and you play as this woman whose husband went missing on an expedition to tahiti to try and find medicine to cure your affliction which is a sort of vaguely described illness that you have so yeah and you travel to tahiti to try and find his expedition and um it sort of it all gets starts to get a bit lovecraftian after that Mm. um so yeah, I've been playing been playing that as well. It's on Game Pass, so I thought I'd give it a go. And in terms of like first person puzzlers, uh it's good. It's got a good atmosphere. The art style's nice. Yeah, and it's got that Lovecraftian twist as well, which is cool. Nice. Yeah, you don't call your game Call of the Sea without it be- turning into a Lovecraft thing. Right, it's, exactly. It's the law. I haven't seen any fishmen yet, but there is uh unworldly whispering and sort of odd black goo. So, you know, it's starting to ramp up. I finished that Call of Cthulhu game they made a, a while ago. It was like a Christmas game for me. Um, <laughs> like it was very heavily Christmas. No, that would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, it has its own religious overtones, I suppose. But um, mm. yeah, I really like. Obviously, Lovecraft himself was a, a bit of a bit of a strange Terrible person. Racist. Yeah, that's yeah, basically that. Um, but uh, but I do yeah I do have a hankering for a really good Lovecraft game. And I've not tried it yet, but there was uh, a sort of um, Arkham horror based game released recently that i'd really like to have a look at on on the xbox um because arkham horror is an amazing board game but it is extremely complicated and we played it for like seven hours or something Mm. and i'm convinced we got to the end of it and we beat the kind of old one thing but i'm convinced that we were probably playing it wrong because there are so many different rules and yeah it's one of those board games that's so complex it's like when you do something and it happens easily or happens well you wonder whether you've just missed a rule that should have made it much more difficult. Basically. Probably, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to a, an Arkham Horror game that takes a lot of that, has a lot of that experience, but like takes away a lot of the uncertainty over whether you're you runs the, the game for you, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. So I guess I'll I'll go and play that and uh, report my findings. So what um brought you back into Hades, Jane? Just the fact that it's on the Switch, or because you've already finished it, right? Yeah. You just wanted yeah. to finish it again because when you do when you do finish Hades for the first time. It does set up sort of intriguing, like, oh, I wonder what will happen if I finish it a second time. Yeah, I didn't really feel like I had finished it when I finished it in the mm. sense that I defeated the, the, the end yeah. boss. Yeah, so I wanted to go back in and, you know, do up the underworld, put up some nice curtains and <laughs> some settees. I do love that it becomes like a home management sim. Yeah, dating that. sim, home dating management, sim, yeah. interior design It's all these other game. things. Yeah. So You need to get on Hades, Mike. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'll get around to it at some point. It's um, it's on the list. There's a lot of other stuff like Valheim that's supposed to be really good. And yeah, it's just finding the time. And, you know, I played Among Us yesterday. You can see it on the channel. In fact, you can see it on multiple channels because we mm. played it with Outside Extra and Eurogamer and Dicebreaker. And you can see the stream from all four perspectives. It was fairly chaotic. Uh, Mike, you'll enjoy Proximity Chat, I think, is the new... The new spice. The new hotness. The new sauce. Yeah. Mm. How was the new map as well? Was that was that good? Huge. 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 Oh, I fancy it- though. I like the vibe. I like it's a it's sort of like a fancy heisting cruise sky fortress. Steampunk blimp. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And now when you get jettisoned, you just sort of fall to your death instead of, you know, the vacuum of space. Yeah. yeah. But proximity chat is great, especially for when we're streaming, because it means you can actually hear other people, you can have little conversations and it's an extra layer of subterfuge. Yeah, uh, does it the... not just mean you end up lied to constantly by people you're Yeah, you've got to stay with. on your toes. Yeah. Oh, man. There was also, um, I was able to avoid getting murdered by Jane because she was doing some very, hey, Andy, hey, Andy, come here for a second. I just want to show you something. Yeah, that was my stuff. adjustment phase. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Andy, I'm uh, the murderer. Hey. Yeah. Well, you've got, if you are the murderer and also streaming, then mm. you've got to find a balance between entertaining <laughs> people who are watching at home. That's true. And not giving yourself away to the person you're trying to murder, which is Andy always. Yeah. So. Yep. I did watch yeah. a bit of um, Ian from Eurogamer uh, afterwards, and he was singing a song about killing Ellen after he'd killed Ellen and sort of running around. And if anyone had been near, they would have been able to hear it, but I don't think anyone did. See, that's dicey. It is dicey yeah. to, to show your hand. You sort of have to be acting the entire time. Mm. While winking at the camera for yeah. the folks at home, I does suppose. it with such ease? It's terrifying. Could yeah. that could that level of deception be introduced to D 
D&D if one of the players had an agreement with the GM that they were trying to sabotage things. But it's um, like that role in Werewolf, where the person who's working with the werewolves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wonder whether... I wonder whether one of us could talk to Johnny that. about this entire time I've been a plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm Liliana in disguise. Yeah. Let's do yeah, some retcons. That'd be cool. I think there is a, a mod for Among Us where um, one of the players has a role where their job is to try and get ejected. And if they do, they win. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's like trying to convince the others that you're the Mungus. What's the story though? What's the fictional layer for that? Mm. Why would it benefit you? Maybe Why would your goal be to be jettisoned? Maybe you're part of a, a religious cult whose mm. aim is to be ejected from an airship. <laughs> yeah, who worships <laughs> worships the cold vacuum of space. Yeah. Well, you can always huck yourself out of an airlock. Mm, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't it count. It needs to be ceremonial. Yeah. Okay, fine. Maybe after, for example, Luke was ejected from the airship yesterday, mm. Luke's followers then mm. set up a cult where their goal was to be ejected from an airship like their hero luke maybe you've got an alien parasite inside you that uh wants to be launched into space but doesn't know how to operate an airlock Mm. okay yep this works and you have to use the remaining shreds of your intelligence to to persuade people to (laughs) you're an escape pod for this alien so you're the like their main means of conveyance you've got the wherewithal to do social (laughs) deception but not to figure out the instructions for for the airlock yeah Yeah. okay maybe the airlock needs two hands to press it Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For safety. Yeah. For safety, it can't just be one person. Yeah, exactly. in case someone gets, like, space fever. This is all gold. I hope that the developers of Among Us are, are listening um, yes, for their next... Yes, the, the, yeah. is... the narrative layer is the most important part. Yeah, of, of course it is. Mm. It's the plot. Endless riches. Endless new depths to Among Us every day. What I want to know is how many Easter eggs have you consumed and how many do you have left? Zero Easter eggs, and I have zero. I have what? no Easter what? eggs this year. What? They what? were really hard to get in the shops, actually, here in the UK. They sold out yeah. pretty I quickly. Like, I think I don't think there were fewer Easter eggs. I think, if anything, there were more Easter eggs, but everyone was so bored and locked down <laughs> they that they're like, to have eight each. what else can I do except an Easter egg hunt and eat all the Easter eggs? Do mini eggs count? No. no. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but like you need to do more about... 100 mini eggs is one egg. Right, you okay. need to do more to mark holidays now because there's no you can't go out and do holiday things. Yeah. So having like an Easter egg at home... Yeah. means that you actually mark the fact that it's Easter. So how many did you eat and or have left? You know, you know exactly. Uh, yeah, well, but tell okay. it to the podcast. All right, fine. Um, I, I had a very nice Lindor egg, but it was dark chocolate because that was all okay. that was left. They didn't have the milk okay. one. Okay. Do you count your Malteser bunnies as eggs, Jane? I had Malteser bunnies. They're sort of egg-like. They're in the spirit of it, aren't they? Okay. I well, how many, had how, an Aero okay, one and a honeycomb dark chocolate one. Mm. Honeycomb dark chocolate sounds And I still good. got some some of those Lindor orbs, the chocolate orbs. The orbs. You've still got orbs left? In the fridge, yeah. What? Yeah. What? I've still got chocolate What orbs. size orbs are we talking? L- l- you know, like the Lindor ones. orbs. The... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you if we're counting Lindor those, orbs. we're definitely counting mini eggs, right? No, they don't count as an individual egg. What I had was uh, little chocolate nests made from like cornflakes covered in chocolate. Aww. With little mini oh, eggs in. That's homemade what I had. with love. Yeah, I exactly. Assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that was my Easter treat. And then yeah, mm. I like to mark holidays by sitting on the sofa and doing some big sighing. That's that's how I mark, <laughs> that's how <laughs> I mark the big occasions. Exercises. Yeah, I did a lot of that at Christmas. I uh, did a lot of it over the Easter long weekend. Uh, looking forward to the Maybank holiday weekend here in the UK. I'm going to sit on the sofa and do some big sighing. Then um, we get two bank holidays in May. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Sorry, um, American listeners, but we are absolutely awash with bank holidays right <laughs> yeah. now. The and then we have none until like <laughs> the end of the summer. Yeah, they're yeah, not evenly distributed, August. are they? Basically, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not complaining. I had a recovered memory over uh, Easter that um, we didn't have a lot of Easter traditions when I was a kid, but I do remember one time going to the top of a hill, like a really high, steep hill. <laughs> Yep. And rolling eggs down it. Did anyone else do that? Or was yeah. that just like egg a roll- weird family? No, egg rolling was a thing. I've heard of cheese rolling. And I was rolling, explaining it. And, egg then rolling. The, and then it was like, but what did you do? Like, And then what? Well, then you went and picked it up. And then what? And then you'd rolled it down the hill again. And, th- and then what? Andy? Until the afternoon had passed. There was no <laughs> IMAX Kong versus Godzilla back then. <laughs> did they this not have had competitive sports where you grew up like... No, nah, I, wasn't, I wasn't very sporty. It was just me okay. rolling eggs yeah. down hills for some reason. Fine. Yeah, I think it's mostly that parents have to find lots of things for children to do yeah. to just pass the time yeah. when they're not at school. I suppose, go and get them to do yeah, something. School-age children are off for two weeks. That's if you yeah. roll an egg down a hill, 
that costs you the price of one egg. If you take、mm. the kids to see Godzilla versus Kong in IMAX, that's you know four hundred pounds or something. Can、probably. you even see Godzilla versus Kong in IMAX? Well, no, the cinemas are closed. I watched it streaming. As、yeah. an example, right? I see. Sorry, I thought you were trying to say Easter activities. Godzilla versus King Kong. Sorry. No. Yeah. I'm just saying, as Easter activities go, rolling an egg down it. It's. I can tell what about it appealed to my dad, which was、yeah. the extremely low cost. The barrier to entry is very、yeah. low. Okay. Good. How about that Godzilla versus Kong then? There was so much of that movie that wasn't Godzilla fighting Kong. I feel like I was sold a bill of goods. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing should、on? have just been non-stop smackdown. Oh, I, I got it off Amazon. It's、oh, on、right. Apple TV. It's a it's a new movie. It's a brand new movie, and it's actually performed really pretty well because everyone is starved、yeah. for entertainment. It costs fifteen fifteen pounds. <laughs> you paid fifteen pounds、yeah. to see I, barely、yeah. any Godzilla fighting King Kong. I wish gonna,、uh, I yeah, wish I could have seen、it. the look on、uh, Christopher Nolan's face when、um, it turned out that this was the movie that got everyone a back into the theaters in places where theaters are open, and b made over four hundred million dollars. At the box office from home、it's、rentals,、wrong. and he's、But、like, it's "But it's just an ape fighting a lizard. I made ten at, and it's barely that." <laughs> yeah, there's barely any. Of Everyone's、that. like, "Sorry, sorry, Chris. We wanted to see the big, the big monkey and the lizard. Big monsters fight." I saw the last Godzilla movie, and that wasn't very good. And I saw the whoa, last whoa, whoa, King whoa, Kong、what? movie, and it wasn't great. So what? 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 Skull Island. Yeah, Skull Island, and、okay. and Godzilla. You know, Skull Island from- has the amazing bit where the guy tries to sacrifice himself yeah, to that kill that monster.、Yeah. Where he holds out the hand grenades, and then the monster just hits him with his tail, and he flies off and hits、Through、a mountain and, and explodes. explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's very that was very good.、Um, and like aesthetically, it was quite pleasing. But I can't remember what happened at the end of that. What happens at the end of Kong Skull Island? No one remembers. Exactly. Kong beats all the bad monsters and then goes back to his house. Sure. I went to see Godzilla: King of the Monsters with Luke, and if you can ever see a Godzilla movie with Luke, I would recommend that because he is、He's、so into Godzilla. He spent more time、Godzilla. just staring at his face, like. And so into. Well, no, he would just like lean over and go, and of course, King Ghidorah would have originally had three heads and be larger than this, but and then there's a bit where he was like, oh yes, the post-credit scene of the woman singing to Mothra. That's a reference. He's full of Godzilla knowledge. That's well, that's good.、Have. I suppose that's that sounds like an enriching experience, but.、Yeah. I don't think I'm going to bother paying fifteen pounds to watch it at home. There wasn't even an after-credit sequence. What did you want? How Nick- am I supposed to know what's happening next in the Warner Brothers MonsterVerse? You want Nick Fury turning up and asking sequence, King Kong、yeah. to join the Avengers? <laughs> yeah, right.、I've、They said it all in the movie.、You、the monsters entertainment franchises. It's all I ask. So we're on Oxventure D and D hiatus at the moment. We're having a little Oxventure vacation. Yes. But it's a working holiday because we're spending all this time thinking, planning. Learning what spell slots are. How's that going for you? I'm not. I haven't. I haven't learned what a spell slot is yet. Okay, no one's done their homework. I don't know. But I don't. Di- I don't use spells really in combat. What? So, what about all that grease?、Well, I've、spell. only because I'm not leveling up any of my spells. I've only got level one spells anyway. So yeah, it's true.、Okay. Egbert tends not to bother with spells as well.、He、just headbutts things and jumps off things. I know, but you you should learn what spell slots are because you have、yeah. you have a ridiculous back. Catalog of amazingly powerful spells that could help in every situation. I know, but I've, I've got the, mostly utility spells、now. that I use out of combat. Yeah, I've used all the funny ones now, though. So it's not about probably been them. Soon it's time to listen to Exhibition Impossible Part Three, the finale, and it will take us but thirty-five minutes. Before that happens, how about a word from the kind people who support this podcast? Yes, please. Yes, please. God, how polite are we? Andy, do you love party games?、Yes、you、no? know I do, except for Mario Party because all the stars go to other people. I'm going to put you down for yes. And do you love tabletop role-playing games? Do I like D and D? Do I? Do you? Do I? I do. Do you? you I do. love them. Yeah. So we've agreed you love both tabletop role-playing games and、mm, party games, and almost all party games. <laughs> well, I've got great news for you. The party RPG is a raucous, fun-filled fantasy quest, smashing together tabletop role-playing games. And party games. It's an adventure described by Tabletop Gaming Magazine as fabulous fun and the easiest ever. Energize players with hilarious real-life challenges and break away from being the forever games master by rotating GMs at each location. If you want a brilliantly simple game of epic adventure, check it out at www.thepartyrpg.com. That's www.thepartyrpg.com, and if you use the code OX10, that's OX10, you will get. Ten percent off. So go and have a look at that. The party RPG. Say it with me,、okay. Andy. The, the party, party RPG. RPG. 
It's the letters RPG in order. Sounds for a role-playing game. And thank you very much again. Yes, thank you. To those people, please and thank you. Anything else you want to talk about before we roll into the D&D for today, the actual D&D? No, let's get to the D&D. I like it. I like D&D. I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. I think it brings okay. people together. I think mm-hmm. it's a uh, chance to get in touch with uh, the childish joy of play, which I think so few adults do these days. And I think D&D is an important way to get in touch yeah, yeah, with yeah. your inner Not child. just sporty play. It's like the kind of play you're allowed to do once you're an adult is like sports play. Exactly. Competitive play. But make-believe really goes out the window after your, ooh, I don't know, not very old at all. Make-believe yeah. is no longer acceptable. Well, I say it's no longer acceptable. Of course, it's fully acceptable. But it's not common. Exactly. Except in that sort of, you know, maybe tabletop so RPG So many people, they just let it slip out of their lives. And here we are with D&D, which is the perfect structure with which to make believe. It's sort of like structured communal daydreaming. And I still do a lot of daydreaming. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's yep. that's like solo D&D. Solo D&D is when I sit and think about, <laughs> think about, sit and think about elves for a while. Yeah, yeah you know how you do. Uh, but yeah, do like communal think... daydreaming with rules and numbers and dice. Yeah. Do you think the game would be more popular if it were called Dragons and Dungeons? No. You lead with the dragons. No, the dungeons I don't. aren't dungeons the exciting. And dragons. I think Dungeons and Dragons implies that there are more dungeons and fewer dragons. Yes, mm. it's like Which dungeons are plenty, and some of them may contain dragons. But the other way around, it's like I don't know. Something about the ordering makes me think I... the first one is plentiful and the second one is rare and it's special. Why, it's why they called it Godzilla vs Kong, though, because why? Godzilla is the more impressive, cool one. You don't leave with Kong. Yes, but that's direct opposition. I think there's a degree of chronology to Dungeons and Dragons. You would go through a dungeon and meet a dragon. dragon. You would never fight a dragon and then go into, into a dungeon. dungeon. Yeah. What if that's the true. what if the dungeon was the dragon? What if you got swallowed by a dragon and you had to go around? Then it would be Dungeons in Dragons. Andy. Yeah. What about that game? <laughs> Why isn't that a game? <laughs> I mean, it could Dungeons be. and Dragons. Dungeons yeah. in Dragons. That's gold. Yeah. All right. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Can we TM it? Or I think it's probably too approximate to uh, Dungeons See you in court, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see you take us down. <laughs> All right, fine. Dungeons in Dragons coming soon <laughs> to a, a, t- a tabletop near you. All right, let's listen to Exhibition Impossible Part 3. It is only 35 minutes long. Let's talk about spoilers when we get back. So, uh, the three of you are in a room with Panniers and uh, one of the museum uh, curators, uh, and you've just been told that in three minutes it is going to flood with acid. And actually, sure enough, you know I mentioned that sort of fun light playing across water patina thing. Mm. You look up and you realise that the ceiling of this room is just a giant tank of acid. <laughs> Absolutely enormous vat of acid that, uh, that the light has been sort of shining through and that was what was generating that lovely, lovely Absolutely light effect. Absolutely savage. Oh, no. um, but we'll come back to you. It feels like an old security system for a museum flood the whole thing with acid. <laughs> but if I can't enjoy the coin, no one can. <laughs> they have one in the British Museum oh, above the Elgin marbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In case, what, in case the Somebody Greeks try and take them back. Yeah, no, no, no. Egbert, you yes. are still in uh, Dietrich's office. Enjoy your brandy. Um, and you're having a, a nice little brandy, and he comes out and he has like a long wooden box with him. It's, oh, it's very, it comes very in nice. the collector's case. <laughs> now, I noticed you're a fan of a mace. Yes. And there simply wasn't room to put this anywhere. Um, have a look, have a look, have a look. Yeah, uh, pop open the case. Yeah, open it up, and it is a mace that uh, it's it's oh god, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. Like it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew Ellen was going to say it if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it is this really beautiful dark steel, um, uh, and it's got like wicked hard like spikes and edges. The handle is kind of it's it's subtly curved. So as you sort of pick it up and you have to, you're like, oh, this is brilliant. Beautifully balanced. Oh, it's wonderful. It's like, now, now, <laughs> this mace is, is so, so strange. It is cursed. Wow, okay. But in a fun way. Oh, <laughs> great. Because if you hit something with this, it's, I'm not, I'm not exact on this because I didn't, I didn't use it 
enough in the field to be certain, but I reckon there's about a one in six chance that if you hit something with this... It'll, it'll disable an alarm. <laughs> Come on. It'll turn into something else. Oh. Wow! So there was one time I hit a brigand and he turned into a chicken. Wow! And then I ate him. So tech, with that tech... Oh this God. is always trouble me. Is this technically cannibalism? No. He was a chicken when I killed him. Well, did he retain the consciousness of the brigand? Was he going around doing brigandy things, but as a chicken? Oh, I don't know. I hit him again and he dies. <laughs> so I saw a chicken like a brigand. And, then I, and then I bonk. Hit him with a well, it is indistinguishable from chicken and therefore not cannibalism. Oh, good. But again, maybe something to think about over the next four years and three years. Yeah, no, that one comes days. up a lot, actually. Yeah. So actually having the mace out of the house will probably help me sort of forgive myself and move past that one. With any luck. Anyway, that's that's yours. Um, you know, praise be to Lavash Mauve. Brilliant. Yes, thank you very much. Have all the pamphlets, and I thrust all the pamphlets into his hand. Oh, thank you so much. I can get some more printed. Okay. Well, um, you hear a. He's like, oh, pardon me one second, and he uh, goes to a bureau and opens it up, and there's a sort of like wood panel, uh, and it's a little wood wood panel like uh, floor print of the whole museum, and one of them is kind of glowing. Um, it's like, oh, that's, that's weird. An alarm's been tripped in um, huh. in the, the 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 coin exhibit. Huh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's not, oh, there's nothing to worry about. I hit about. him on the back of the head with the mace. Okay, yeah. Uh, roll. He said it was nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> make me a strength attack. I can't hear this. Oh, you're looking to beat a 14. Okay, yeah, you can nice do this guy. with advantage because you're behind him and he's <laughs> Because he's a weak old man. <laughs> I'm having such a nice time with a nice old man. Uh, strength 14 plus 4. Uh, what, does it, what does advantage get me as well? It means his head uh, you bursts can, like a watermelon. <laughs> you can roll again and take the, the best result. Oh, uh, okay. But you've already done it. Uh, 9, yeah, so. So roll me a d6. Okay. And if you roll a six, he's going to turn into Come something. Come on, chicken. Come on, the chicken. Come on, turn into a dragon. Five! Oh. Okay, so just roll your damage. <laughs> okay. You can always uh, hit him again six times. Does this mace do any special damage because it, uh, it's fancy? Or is uh, it just 1d8 piercing again? Oh, we'll call it 1d8 plus one. Okay. Mm. You little scamp. That's, that's a d8, right? Do you not yeah. think... Swinging your mace into it. Seven plus a, one. Isn't it? Head. Do you have it enough? Are you a proficient, right? You've got to add your proficiency bonus. Uh, oh, yeah, I do have a proficiency bonus of three. Is that, you, add, is that added to no, my damage? No, but your strength modifier is. Uh, plus four. So that's eight plus four is twelve. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, okay. Um, you are a paladin, so you can attack him again. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm really hoping he's going to turn into a chicken. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, roll it again. You're looking to beat a 14. He's already <laughs> dead. <laughs> I mean, my heart's really not. You're efficient with the mace as well, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> so you, should, you should be adding seven to this. Yeah, hit him twice. He's an old man. Well, that's a four though. Plus okay. strength of four is eight. Plus proficiency bonuses. Yeah, is 11. eleven. So you actually miss him. Oh, dang oh, God for that. He spins around, he's like, oh, oh. he's actually, he falls to the ground. He's like, he's on one knee and he like, clap, he, a hand comes away red. Oh. Uh, he's quite seriously hurt. He's just like, this is really distressing. Why did you do this? Sorry, I slipped. <laughs> Make me a charisma persuasion check. Oh, no. Sorry, this I is have to How do you explain quite, the second attack? This is going to have to, well, at least that missed. It's going to have to be quite a good roll. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Plus three. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, runs to the wall and he's like, thieves. And he slams oh, a button right. uh, on the wall. Uh, Oh, is this room going to fill with acid as well? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, he draws his rapier. And he's like... I wonder what the button did. Uh, and he goes, oh, God. <laughs> uh, and we will swing back to you. Um, ah! or... <laughs> what are you doing? Um, oh, God. All right, well, um, does this include me or am I now like a separate You're outside of the room. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll Go! Can you hear me? Through the wall. Can I hear him through the wall? Yeah. Can you hear something me. faintly? Yes, we got on. three minutes before the room floods with acid. Can oh, yeah, sorry. Ah, 
Can you oh. see anything oh. on the? Can you see anything on the outside that is gonna? Um. Okay, oh, opening I, the door. We need to get this door open and we I need to... I turn into a bear. That's not going to help. Merylin <laughs> turns into a bear. Merylin just panic shifting <laughs> through animals. What I'm glad is that you guys are not panicking about this. Uh, all right, I look, at the, I look at the outside of the door, the big metal door that came down. What's the, what's the situation with it? Uh, it is kind of like a drawbridge, uh, not a drawbridge, a portcullis. Okay. But it is solid. All right. And it's very thick metal. Okay, uh, all right. I'm um, trying very can, hard to pull is there a, the is door there a, up with the strength of a bear. Okay, make me a strength check. <laughs> I'm gonna help. Okay. Okay, roll it as well. I could cast heat metal, but it's only gonna make it glow red hot. So unless you can throw 15. something into it that's not gonna be nice. destroyed or burst into flames. Quickly, Merylin! Because well. I've got the strength of You both rolled 15. Okay, you managed to... Uh, you pull the door up maybe an inch, two inches. Two inches. Okay, that's not that's not helping. Um, that's probably enough for Merylin to turn into well, a cat and get out. Oh, but she'd have to let go of the door. All right, okay. okay. One, All right. one thing I am going to do is just run across to the coin, smash the glass, take the coin, stow it, because yeah. I need to have the coin on. Nice. Okay, okay. Right. All right. I would like to... Um, so, door's here. I'm going into the exhibit next door. I want to find the wall adjacent to where they are. Yes. Okay. All right, good. I love yeah. it. I'm going right. to fiddle with the plates and just start like jamming everything in every direction to see if it does anything. Dex, light of hand check, please. Okay. Dog, where are you? 19. Uh, I, I bang on the side of the wall. I've, I've come round to. Are you adding your Dex modifier? Yes. Sorry. That's. I roll a 15 and I'm adding my Dex modifier of 4. Oh, so it's a 19 total? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, you're like you're tinkering. You're like, what is this thing? It's weird. You're like, suddenly you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be. Oh, no, wait. I have a sleight of hand. Uh, proficiency? Proficiency, yes. So, is that another two? Tick tock. 21. Oh. <laughs> Man. Wow, what did you do? Thank you, tiny tick. <laughs> I think I've deactivated the egg timer. <laughs> okay. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out if the room floods with acid. <laughs> you hear a voice go, Thank you. Ac acid deactivated. <laughs> Cool. Um, and the door kind of, uh, and you're kind of all standing there. Like you come face to face with a bear that looks terrified. Yeah, in her you, own <laughs> you didn't think bears could look terrified. Oh. Oh. It does. So it's like, the, um, if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First things first, I cast sleep on the curator. Yeah, yeah. He's going in his cupboard. Okay. It's just, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. He's, he's like, Aah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, right. you stuffing him in the cupboard? Yeah. Okay. If we're sure this room isn't going to flood with acid. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, cool. All right. He's in the cupboard. Great. Rob, I only need two more spells from you. Okay. I need mend on the glass. Top is tight. Right, oh, okay, so we actually Mend like, on the glass and okay. press the digitation on the coin. Because, of course, we don't know what Egbert's done. <laughs> we think we're going to get away with it. So, uh, all right, so, yeah, so I, I cast Mend on the glass to make it all look lovely. Because we're going to walk out of here, probably. Uh, job well done. Looks yeah. awesome. Well, folks, <laughs> I think we heisted the absolute... Now, to walk out of here in a line. Cool. Um, I, I in slow coin. motion. I you swallow the coin. Yeah. It just made me a constitution check. <laughs> Is this how much indigestion you're going to have? No, I was sort of, yeah, it's, yes, it's that slash don't choke. <laughs> 18 plus one. Yeah, it's fine. Down the hatch. Um, again, you're all like, Corazon's really taking this one seriously. And also, damn, he, that's a big coin. And he swallowed, he just straight Can up. you see it as it goes down? He did yeah. down in one, he had to like. <laughs> yeah. I cast grease on my throat. <laughs> you might want to cast it on the other end. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> 
yeah, uh, Corazon <laughs> swallows a coin. Um, then you hear uh, a voice come over the tannoy again. It says, Threat, detected, automaton, dispatched. Automaton? Uh, and uh, sort of a, a piece of the wall oh, slides back, and there is a really big robot with huge punching fists. Oh, boy! Um, and actually, one is a huge punching fist, and one is like a, a big sort of metal cylinder that sort of got a large hole in it, and it looks quite a lot like a cannon. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and basically, it's just like thieves detected, but and the, got stumps but, into the boom. But boof, the thing boof, it's the boof. glass. And it's there, um, the coins, the I don't know. Maybe something else happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's just another thief somewhere in this museum. Um, I mean, it would make back sense. Back in the it? office of Dietrich, you yep. hear him go, "Your little friends won't be getting out of this one." And I'm going to ask everyone to roll me initiative. <laughs> no. We're going to do all of this on the same initiative order, despite the fact we're in two different rooms. Oh, okay. oh nuts! So that is. <laughs> While that's happening, I'm like, for the record, yeah, you are a cannibal, actually. He j- he Even actually, though he's a chicken. He actually looks surprised and hurt. Yeah, good. Oh, wait, That's what I want. So many things. So complicated. Okay, I rolled a 20, out. by the way. Nice. I rolled a 14. Cool. Right. Uh, I rolled 22, but not a natural 20. I rolled 9. 10. Oh, 14 plus 1 to initiative, so 15, actually. All right, let's do this, robot. Okay. <laughs> Eldritch Blast all the way. Yeah. Eldritch Blast for days. Eldritch Blast all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I warm up an Eldritch Blast, I do the, you know, Eldritch hand gestures, and I hit him with a twin beam, level five Eldritch Blast. Great. Well, I'm level five. Uh, twin beam Eldritch Blast. Make me a ranged spell attack. You're yes. to be a 16. Ooh, Ooh dang. Tough. Another 20, please, dice. Another 20, please, dice. So I rolled a 10, spell attack bonus, eight, 18. Yeah, nailed it, great. Yes! Uh, you, have, you have hit it. Do some... <sighs> Uh, do some Thank of, do some of that sweet All right, okay. Drawing, please. Uh, I'm double fisting Eldritch Blast now, so it's uh, left hand Eldritch Blast, right hand Eldritch Blast. <laughs> and it's uh, a crackling beam of twin beam of energies. Eldritch Blast Eldritch Blast. With a side of Eldritch Blast. So I roll a. It's a 10, isn't it? Yes. Right. Roll 10, and then because it's Agonizing Blast, yeah. I add my Charisma modifier to each. Beam. Ah, dang. Dang. Now let me find a 10 up in here. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ready? And roll 10. And that is, I'm going to have to bring it closer so I can actually read it. Oh, it's only a 2. And now I'm going to roll for my second beam. And it's same again. But I can add uh, um, my charisma. Mm-hmm. So 5. So 7 yeah. on each. 7, 7. Great. Uh, so 14 in total. And I'm aiming for, let's say, the cannon, if that's okay. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It seemed to be like raising its cannon arm, but it goes, like, knocked back. Mm. And uh, see a bit of plating kind of go, mm. uh, and it smashes into a cabinet. Is uh, it the monkey butt coin cabinet? <laughs> yes. I scoop up the monkey butt coin. <laughs> Good. Fine. Uh, it, that, you're going to use your combat turn. In for a penny, <laughs> literally. Hey. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is actually your turn, Corazon. Okay, um, I would like to examine this robot, see if it has any obvious like control panels or things that buttons, uh, buttons or like circuitry that I could maybe uh, mess with. Interesting. All right, uh, make me a wisdom perception check. That's a nine. Okay, um, you don't see any obvious weak spots, but uh, sort of seeing the cannon kind of go off to one side, you're like. Yeah, I guess if we plug that thing, it might explode. Hmm. Plug that thing. Interesting. Is there any? I, okay, I cast my eyes around the room, looking for something around the size of the cannon um, aperture. Okay. Hmm. Ooh. Um, what is that? <laughs> Not the recorder. <laughs> Not the recorder. It's skinny, isn't it? What's Dob thinking of? Your friend in the I know cupboard. What, I know what Dob's think, thinking of. Dob doesn't canonically know what yeah. Dob's yeah. thinking. Yeah. We don't canonically we don't know canonically about that. Know about so. it. Oh. Talk about your orb. Oh, that sounds off my orb. Well, we don't know about your orb, that's why I'm <laughs> All right, fine, oh, yeah. good. Don't you think something awesome would happen if the orb blew up inside a cannon? <laughs> I want to study it later. Awesome in like, the biblical sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome and terrible <laughs> all time. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, it's got to be something in here. This place is full of... Is there like a spherical coin from the sphere people of sphere land? Yeah. I'm saying this all out loud. <laughs> if anyone had a sphere, it would really... I'm sitting on it figuratively I had, I did sitting on it. I mention it before. It's, it's going to hurt you to part with this thing, but I mentioned that there is a golden melon. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's right. So let me just think back. Oh, wait, there was a golden melon. Yeah, that's right. There's a golden melon. Uh, where is the golden melon in relation to me? Uh, it is on the floor because you smashed the whole cabinet with your cool your plate smashy smash thing. Yes. Right. Well, I don't want to get too close to this thing, so I'm going to mage hand that melon right down the slam dunk it cannon. Okay. Down the cannon. Yeah. All right. Um, let's deck sleight of hand this, I guess, to use the mage hand okay. effectively. And beat a ten. Uh, that's 15 plus 4, Ooh. 19. Yeah. So I do a big windmill dunk <laughs> with my magic hand. Yeah, great. It's, it, like, as it sort of is bringing its arm back to bear, it kind of goes, sort of <laughs> and there's, like, a golden melon in it now. Nice. Um, I, I use my... Pania says, from downtown! <laughs> <laughs> Good shot. <laughs> I didn't factor in Pania. He rolled. Okay, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I use my bonus action to do a cool shoulder roll into a hiding spot. Nice. Okay, you are oh. now hidden. Uh, Egbert, we go to you. Victor is menacing you with a rapier. Okay. And he looks he looks hurt and furious. Okay. I'm going to keep ponking him with my mace until he turns into a chicken. <laughs> so, <laughs> are you trying to kill this nice okay. old man? Uh, so I, I, I can hit him twice again, can't I? Yeah. I'll attempt to hit him twice. 14 is his AC. Why? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean now. He is in now. He is in now. <laughs> He's seen too much. <laughs> uh, that's 13 plus, is it strength? Yeah. Uh, plus four. Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, cool. Roll uh, a d6. Roll a d6. Come on, chicken. Three. Oh. Unbelievable. He does not turn into a chicken. Just a uh, roll me your damage. D8. Five. Plus your strength modifier. Plus strength modifier. Plus four is nine. Okay. You have... Brought his hit points down to zero. Do you want to kill him or are you knocking him out? I'm just gonna knock him out. Okay, <clears throat> then yeah, you knock him the hell out. Cool. You just, just like, turn into a chicken! Bang! And he's kind of, like, he just... <laughs> turn into uh, Oh, he stopped. Now moving. that he's knocked out, I'm gonna just tap him very gently <laughs> until he turns into a gosh darn chicken. Or whatever else. <laughs> Roll me a d6 until you get a six, I guess. <laughs> See how long that Five. Takes. This'll keep him busy. One. <laughs> One. One. Five. <laughs> One. This cursed mace is defensive. Like and subscribe One. if you enjoyed this, everyone. <laughs> Four. Different. That might increase. Five. <laughs> Three. <laughs> so, <could> Four. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Five. You can't stop. <laughs> this is why we don't have an animated <laughs> series on Amazon. Five. I'm not joking. I'm more emotionally invested in this than I have been in anything else we've done. Are you all running a Five. 76 race? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Please come to our upcoming live show. What does he turn into? A seal! Your seal on the floor of the office. Now. I scoop him up under my arm and kick the door open, feeling pretty pleased about myself. Taking <laughs> the seal. Do you want to deactivate maybe? And did that count as like one turn? <laughs> yeah, that was one combat round. You get like it's kind of slightly like under whiplash. She was really, really hitting repeatedly yeah. with the mace. Uh, I've forgotten about the acid because I'm so excited to have a pet seal. I don't think he really told you about it. He just slapped a button on the wall. Okay. And yeah, he was like, there's been a disturbance. You just assumed that we're handling it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have been Victor's go, but he is unconscious and a seal. So we're going to Can I cure wounds on him? Yeah. I'll take his turn and I'm going to cure wounds so he becomes an awake seal at least. Oh. Yeah, it's... Uh, okay, you, you hear some, like, <laughs> outrage <laughs> snuffling. And it's like... Argh! I'm like, I'm like, shh, because you know, I could have eaten you. What? <laughs> like you ate that chicken. <laughs> exactly. To be thankful. Come on. Come on, Seal Gaiman. We're going. Seal. <laughs> I'm was. i with you. I'm with you. <laughs> did you already have inspiration? I yes, I did, actually. Because, okay. oh boy. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, you're just running around with Seal Gaiman now. Okay. Uh, that's that's Cameron, that's his name. Cool. <laughs> uh, uh, Ellen. Um, right, well I would like to try a new little thing I learned uh, mm -hmm. called Poison Spray. What? <laughs> How are you going to poison a robot? Let's find yeah, out. I'm just hoping that like the acidicness of it 
Boris, should I just you give a movie? You cannot poison a robot. I think you should try. Maybe this will be the first time ever. Maybe it's a human pretending to be a robot. Okay, I'm going to go Moonbeam. <laughs> if God thinks it's a good idea, <laughs> <laughs> it can't be a good idea. You're all going to feel dumb when it turns out to be a human who's allergic to poison spray. <laughs> when it yeah, turns moon, out to be old man Marley from the <laughs> I'm going to. Uh... I would have gotten away with it if you kids hadn't sprayed poison spray. <laughs> 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 okay. So if you do sprays poison in the face. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna call down a silvery beam of pale light. Cool. It's all full of moon energy from my circle <laughs> of the moon buds. <laughs> okay. By the light, by the the silvery moon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Carry on. No, you wait, wait, no! You cast no. Moonbeam. <laughs> suddenly remembered. Everyone uh, run! <laughs> so you see Marilyn kind of like, 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 sort of like gear up and then go like, and a uh, five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder of pale light um, Whoa. appears. Uh, with the automaton at its centre. Wow, yeah. good thing I didn't get close to that automaton. Okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone grab hold of a wall, I guess? It doesn't come into effect mm. until the start of the automaton's turn, according to the spell. Okay. So I'm going to be kind. Okay. And say that that is also true for the ceiling. Okay. Alright. Didn't think about how tall it was. Okay. Oh, and the ceiling so. is what, 50 foot high? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How tall is the ceiling, Johnny? It's probably about 30 foot high. Oh no. Right. Uh, it's Panias' go. So this is, wait, um, this is going to shatter the ceiling, is what you're saying. And the floor, presumably, under us. Uh, the floor's not glass, it's stone. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Panias uh, doesn't know what Moonbeam is. Uh, he draws his cutlass and runs, <laughs> uh, uh, runs at the automaton. No. And God bless you, Panniers. He actually hits it. Oh, oh uh, that's good. Nice one, Panniers. <laughs> and he does, he does eight damage Damn. to oh. it. Making those memories. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I take a real good look at Panniers. <laughs> I fix him in my mind. And then, uh, <laughs> this is how I'll remember <laughs> He does not pass his constitution saving throw. Could I have a... I'll tell you what's wrong this twice. No, it's all right, I got it. Panniers takes... How are we going to sell the whale? <laughs> Panniers, in fairness, only takes seven points of radiant damage, but he goes like... Ah! Ah! Oh. And screams. And that's Panniers' go. Dob, what are you doing? <laughs> Man, I mean, you know, there was a plan, but the... Okay, uh, alright. Okay, so I look around by the light of the silvery moon, and I, and I think, okay, things are getting pretty moon energy in here. Uh, and I look up at the ceiling. Uh, can I cast calm emotions on the ceiling? Uh, alright, um, so... <laughs> Preemptively Preemptively mending. I don't think there's a thing in this thing. Okay, right, so I do know Moon Moonbeam yes, because you I've are seen it before. Moonbeam. So I know that any moment the ceiling is about to You have put up. two and yeah. two together right. and the answer is acid. Is there any way you could get us all out of this room? Because the door's open now. Alright. Um yeah, the door's open. But it's happening at the at the start of the automaton's turn. Yeah, and that's the next, next turn. Go. Right. Yeah. So Dob has this turn to, to save get, everyone to get everyone out of the room maybe, in one go. Maybe. Ooh. And the way it's going to happen. <laughs> and how are you going to do that? Couldn't be simpler. <laughs> Skeletons. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love it. All right. 60 skeletons and one flaming skull uh, all burst up from the floor like We are Ethel Fritter, Skeletons, um, we can talk about your feel later, I guess, or I mean, just do what you feel, but I... Man, I, uh, please pick up my 
friends and without harming them in any bodily way and also don't pick up the automaton. Or emotional way. Or emotionally <laughs> hurt. Or emo- if, if you hurt them emotionally at this point, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like remove them from this room. Okay. We discuss free later. Um, yeah. You are scooped up. Uh, you're not. Do I? So, hang on, one, two, three, four. Probably one Panniers, of them scoop you up. Probably the, probably the, the uh, sleeping Curated man as well, feed, right? Yeah, uh, yeah it, probably the cupboard door isn't acid proof, right? <laughs> no. Okay, so right. that is uh, ten skeletons to a person. Uh, and we'll just say the flaming skull, like, being their form, and it's like, Come on, put Daisy back into it! Rap adventurers, let's go! Um, they kind of just like... They uh, they leg it out of out of the room. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Are you leaving the room? Uh, I thought maybe I could do something to like try and hold off the automaton, but it feels redundant. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I leave the room also. Okay. Uh, so you are all like swept up by like an, a tidal wave of skeletons. You sort of crowd surf. You're like, run, 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 run. And uh, you form like, you're basically riding atop uh, a, a skeleton train. And they're like, boop, boop, just like, hoons it out of what the What a day. Uh, are you doing anything? Rich for day. I shout to Panniers, uh, Panniers, man, we got to get out of here. Uh, and then I, uh, he's like, he's right by the automaton, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, and then I leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, dude, that looks like a sticky situation. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah, oh, no. oh yeah, because obviously he can't do anything. All right. Can I try and rescue? Can I try and rescue Panniers? You can try. Pretty close to that automaton though. What if you've got to get yourself out of there? What if? Oh, so he's going to hold, he's gonna hold is, the automaton up. Panniers is a functionally immortal until we break the curse. He's not going to die, die. Love it. No, okay. but he might be a puddle All right. when he comes back. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I run out of the room. Okay. Looking at Panniers and thinking, this, how, this how are you going to explain this to the whale? This particular death is going to hurt. <laughs> okay. So, it's uh, the start of the automaton's turn. It kind of like goes as it takes eight points of radiant damage, and then the ceiling above it shatters. <laughs> um, basically, a perfect circle of glass just falls down, and a torrent of acid just hits, engulfing him and also panniers. And there's just this horrible like hissing noise. Um, Dot, please make me. Uh, we're out of combat now. Because I don't think, I don't think the <laughs> automaton's going to survive that. Uh, make me a, uh, like an athletic saving throw. So it'd be a uh, dex. 18 plus 11. Oh. <laughs> wow, okay. You can't win out of the room. Right? Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely fine. You, cool. the, the acid does not catch up with you. And all right. indeed, all of you, um, including <laughs> this absolutely irate seal. <laughs> Uh, Carrie, the skeletons do not stop. Like, their, their order was out of here, so they're like... Bonk, and you're all just like, you're all deposited on the deck of the Joyful Damnation. Ooh. The skeletons are like... Well, it's kind of easy, actually, boss. Cool, okay. Right, then. Oh, I forgot to mention, the, uh, the toll was, uh, because he specified that he didn't mind about any of you being emotionally hurt. They just said really horrible, cruel things to you as they were carrying you. Oh. And you're all, oh. you're all of you now quite upset. Because oh. it turns out they really know how to cut to, cut oh, to the no. quick. They're no. just like, ah, you, yeah, your father secretly still wishes that he had had you killed. It's yeah, true. It's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, and all, you don't know how they know all this stuff, but it hurts. Wow. Uh, I assume I'm just following this skeleton train with my seal, feeding the seal volleyballs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you're all now on the deck of the Joyful Damnation, kind of all just standing around. Um, uh, one skeleton uh, walks forward in particular and sort of turns and looks at you and goes, Well, Percival, I can't say it's been much fun hanging out recently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
mis- mistakes were made, <laughs> certainly. You could say that. <laughs> However, you have the coin. I do, I, I do. It's safe in <laughs> my tummy. <laughs> I won't ask. Uh, but if you could do me a favour once you've um, retrieved the coin. Sure, what is it, pick you up from the airport? Uh, no, I mean, I would very much like to come with you as we break the cars. Oh, but, um, okay. Could you wait a while while I grow some things back? <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I don't know how the process works. It's going to take a lot of krill. Yeah, I can imagine. Really but, pack um, that krill on I reckon phone. you give me a couple of months and I'll be... Um, Ship shape again. <laughs> all right. And then we can lift this curse once and for all. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Great. Excited. If you'll curse excuse lifting. me, it's been a long day. <laughs> I'd like to get back inside my whale. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- probably, probably best. Probably worrying about you. Grand. I mean, it's not going to stop worrying. When it sees Penny as a skeleton. Oh, actually. Maybe leave it about ten minutes before you set off. And then he walks over to the little merchant's, the little fisherman's boat, uh, and he starts to pilot it out. And uh, as he sort of turns and like gives a bony wave, uh, you remember like you don't have the sea chart to go back out again. Oh yeah. So Panias drives his boat straight into the nearest mine <laughs> and sets off a chain reaction which is just like boom, 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 boom. And like in a oh. ring, the entire circle of defences just goes <laughs> God um, bless you, Panias. <laughs> some people have come out with drinks in their hands and they're like, they're politely very applauding. Very droll, very droll. Um, although you hear some screams from people who are clearly caught in the, uh, the tidal wave of acid. <laughs> Not like fatally or anything. Oh. Just an, an incidental background detail. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of, uh, as the, I guess the camera sort of pulls back out, you're sort of watching the, the sun start to dip below the horizon uh, as lots of sort of debris. <laughs> you think you see a skeleton sort of being held together, sort of plops mm. into the ocean. Um, a whale kind of breaches. Uh, and you're all like, all right. Yeah. But... Um, he kind of, uh, everyone looks to, to Corazon, who I think, yeah, it's, it's safe to say has shown a new side of himself uh, in this particular adventure, who is just like patting his tummy <laughs> with his, the cursed coin mm. uh, within, and a seal roars. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how was your afternoon, Egbert? I got a new race and a pet seal. Brilliant. <laughs> and that's the story of how Egbert got a new mace and a pet seal. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for watching this latest D&D Oxventure. Thank you to Johnny Chiodini, <laughs> our wonderful Dungeon Master. Do please go over to Dicebreaker, check mm. out their YouTube channel, subscribe, check out the website, read some articles, find some cool recommendations for tabletop games that you can play. Uh, loads of great stuff on the channel and the site, so we heartily recommend that you check out Dicebreaker. Um, but from all of us, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next time. Okay, they're no longer spoilers, so mm-hmm. weapons free. That was Exhibition Impossible Part 3, the finale. And boy, what a lot of things happen. Things happen Loads and then other things, things happen. I had forgotten that there are two separate alarms that are tripped and mm-hmm. we avert one only for the second. To, to blunder to, to directly really into the second up. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is amazing. There's that sort of... Um, that bit where Luke says, okay, we saved the day because we don't know what Egbert has done <laughs> yeah. simultaneously across the way. <laughs> yes. I also um, like I this is genuinely like the biggest amount of peril I felt like the Oxventures have been in because it's pretty perilous. I, you know when mm. you as soon as you come up against a problem in D&D you end up trying to immediately think of a, a solution and quite often there is like a fairly clear one or like multiple solutions and stuff. But really there were a bunch of people in a room with a load of acid about to fall on their heads in like, you know, a very short space of time and I honestly couldn't think of a, a route out of it. So I'm glad that Someone else did. Yeah, glad yeah. Someone... Well, I wasn't even there, but you know, it se- seemed dangerous to me. It might have just in another universe, it was just Egbert left. Everyone was killed yeah. except Egbert. It, I mean, the only felt, survivor of felt the treasury. Really close to that <laughs> being a possibility. Yeah. Panniers gets fully dissolved in acid again. No, that's, no. that's well, not fully. That's... He's still a skeleton. Okay, all his flesh, yeah. all his flesh and soft parts gets dissolved in acid. <laughs> uh, that's panniers. magic. Poor Panniers. Sucks. Mm. Sucks to be panniers. Uh, but yeah, a little magical appearance from the skeletons there at the end. It's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Although we've been told we're not allowed to use them. 
so much anymore, haven't we? Really? Yeah, I can see why. They're a bit game breaking. Deus Ex skeletons. No, skeletons ex machina. Yeah. Skeletons yeah. in the machine. Yeah. We have to. We had to fight a robot. Yeah, security automaton. Yeah, it's an automaton when it's when it's in fantasy land. It's yeah. really hard trying to find Adobe stock images for a, a fantasy, a medieval fantasy robot automata. Yeah. yeah, funnily, funnily enough, you'll notice I didn't really succeed. If you watch the video, <laughs> no, it's sort of like an off-brand RoboCop. Yeah. Um, security droid thing. It's a good job, podcasts are an audio medium, isn't it? Yeah. So just imagine something cool. Talk about Seal Game and tell us tell us more. Seal yeah, tell us what Game. The hell. What was going through your head? <laughs> yeah, right. Explain yourself. I'll tell you what was going through Mr. Dietrich's head. My mace. Uh, no, no, I mean, <laughs> it it just seemed like um, things had gone south pretty quickly. So Egbert reacted. He didn't necessarily react in the right way, but he was under a lot of pressure and he's bad in a crisis. So he thought he would try and use the mace, not like lethally, but just to try and neutralize the threat of of Mr. Dietrich. In a in a mostly humane sort of way. Um, unfortunately, it took a little bit longer than than he expected. Um, how many how many dice rolls was it in your estimation? Did we have a count? Because Andy, you edited this. It was something mm. like twelve. A preposterous yeah, number. it was of like a, dice it was, it was way more than twelve. It was like a statistically unlikely amount. Um, of what does it mean? Sixes. Was it some sort of glitch in the matrix that you had mm. to roll a d6 like 20 times to get a 6? I think so, yeah. I think, but I mean, yeah. obviously it's possible. But um... Could it be the simulation failing around us? Could it, it be that yeah. the matrix was not prepared for Mike's shenanigans? Well, I did see two identical black cats go past. And I thought, <laughs> At the same time. That's exactly how deja vu manifests in the real world. And then Do you still have that dice? Yeah, yeah. It's my. It's the d6. Yeah, it's my lucky d6. Um, I still use it today. Yeah, I use um, it whenever I'm really trying to not get to a avoid six. getting a six. Um, but yeah, and then Seal Gaming came along, and I was. Just... And your life's never been the same. I don't think anyone changes has. you. I was. What do you, you um, seal? What do you say to the people? And there are many who say that Seal Gaming is the worst thing that Egbert's ever done, like the cruelest, the greatest, dark, crime. darkest crime that he's ever committed. Uh, yeah, answer answer for your crimes. I would I would say, look how happy he is when he's got a Scotch egg. Hmm. Can you ascribe that to him, though? Yes. Can you ascribe those feet? He's a seal. He can't talk. Yeah, but he he loves it. Clearly, he makes those happy bump noises, and uh, you know, I think. Well, here's the philosophical question: Is how much is his inner life determined by the fact he is a seal, and how much is his inner life exactly the same as when he was a fully grown man? Well, we decided canonically that he his personality and consciousness. it transfers over entirely, which is why, Whoa. which is so why, which is why, it's, yeah, which is why it's so horrifying that Dietrich himself turned someone into a chicken and then ate them. With so the you're saying that because he was he was cruel, it's fine for you to imprison I, I, him forever. I'm in saying I'm saying I'm being a lot more humane than he was. So therefore, uh, I feel I'm like over time the biology of being housed inside a, a seal's brain mm. would alter you as a person. Chemically, biologically, perhaps, and eventually he'll forget what it was like to be a human, Maybe. A human man, and then he'll just remember and then being he'll be a seal. Free. He'll be liberated, and then he'll be free and happy. Ignorance why? is bliss <laughs> in a philosophically <laughs> troubling way. Yeah. So why hasn't why hasn't Egbert turned him turned him back? Um, because he seems happy. I guess at the point when he wants to genuinely be free. Maybe when we get back to the wherever we were. For example, if he time. goes bump. Yeah. He goes bump all the time. Maybe that's him saying, "Turn me back." No, not only to... Wait, 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 wait. Question. Why has Meryl whenever you speak with animals on Seal Gaming? It's a good, she could if she great wanted, question. Yeah. She could if she wanted to. I guess she doesn't care. You know who else could? Egbert. Maybe they've had long wow. chats. Maybe you don't know. Just off screen. There's all yeah. kinds of like conversations happening off screen. They're having a great screen. time, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're going to have to talk to him soon anyway, because the orb came from his museum. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe Good we should have a chat point. about what it actually does and what it is. Yeah, he mm. might be useful. Yeah, that's a little reference to the most recent, the the cliffhanger episode. Um, the cliffhanger episode, the yeah, for the Orpocalypse Saga, which is coming in May. Yeah, we'll be returning in May. I'm excited, actually. It's been quite cool taking mm. a little time off. I think we'll come back better and stronger and more, yeah, refreshed, refreshed and energised. Yeah. In we'll the have mean... new costumes, you know, like when they reboot a franchise. And we Will we? Cool oh, God, costumes. do I have to buy another yeah. cool costume? You have to buy a new hat. All right. <laughs> In but the meantime, fine. they'll all be though... cool and like black leather and stuff. 
Yeah, but in the meantime, there is Blaze in the Dark going on over on Outside Extra. A very good episode recently with Jane and I, um, where we broke into... The Astor Gambit. Into, but yeah, we Astor went Gambit. to Edvard, my character's uh, hated rival's office, and uh, Jane choked a bunch of people out with her thighs, and then we jumped off good. the roof. It was good. Mm-hmm. It's fun It's fun being non-magical for a change. You don't have to think too hard about spells and whatnot. Mm. Just punch things. Punch you can things do that in D&D. Things. Like I said, it's Egbert's whole deal. I don't think Prudence could. I don't think Prudence much of a The power of the dropkick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of other That's tabletop stuff, have. I think. Am I right in thinking that uh, Luke's TTRPG gravity rip thing will have gone up on Outside Extra this week as well? Not yet. It doesn't go up till this weekend. Ah. So take a look at Outside Extra there this you weekend. And you might catch a glimpse of Luke's very own TTRPG gravity rip, which Mike and Alan and Luke are all playing together. So check that out on Outside yeah. Extra. Also time. check out on store.outsidexbox.com or store.outsideextra.com. You can go there. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. You can go there to see some very, very, very fine brand new Blades in the Dark, Oxventure in the Dark merch. Tell me about it, somebody. Uh, we've got a new T-shirt and a poster, both featuring a lovely bit of artwork by Colin Craker, um, and a pin uh, celebrating Amadeus Astor, my character's hated rival for some reason. The poster is so good. Uh, Barnaby is in the back doing a cheers. It's not. It's really nice and atmospheric. I love I, the bit I really like about it is the view of the city of Volusport out the window, because it really sort of you know I'm like, I want to go explore mm. that. Colin's art mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, we love working with him and um, it's very cool. I think it'll look really good as a poster. I might get mine framed when it arrives. You could sign it for yourself. I could, yeah, I could sign it, it immediately dropping the value of it by, by about <laughs> three pounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I rotate through RPG costumes, I think, more than I rotate through actual clothes at the moment because no one cares what I'm wearing IRL anymore. No, <laughs> no. It's the... well, I've, got to, um, I've got to judge my facial hair for when we're playing different things so i need to have a long enough mustache for when we play blades how in the are you going to do it when we're playing D again and blades in the dark again and then both of your characters have different facial hairs yeah it's it's tough i Can don't you know buy a stick on mustache? i do it's not stick well yeah it is stick on but it's a theatrical grade mustache <laughs> stick on makes it sound like a yeah. comedy like a groucho yeah. marx outfit you've got to use um yeah, 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 spirit yeah, gum groucho marx's backer. one was just makeup Really? Did they really? just draw it on? Yeah, just it's just you grease, get away black with grease that paint. Pre-HD. Look at a picture of Groucho Marx, and it's just literally paint on his upper lip. Oh my God, this has changed. Apparently, everything. he used to he used to use a spirit gum fake mustache, but yeah. uh, he was just like, "I'm sick of this. I'm going to paint it on, and if no one notices, I'll just do that for the rest of my career." I guess no 4K hadn't been invented yet, had it? Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Oxventure D and D podcast. I think that'll do us for this yeah. week. Yeah. Dice, Come on back next dice week. to meet you. And it'll be yeah. dice to see you again next yeah. week in and seven days' you, time. Hope you have a dice rest have of your weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been very dice. It's been very dice talking line. to you today. Yeah. All right. See you then. Yep. And thanks so much for thanks so much for listening to this podcast, wherever you listen to it. If you subscribe, then that helps. If that's a thing you can do on the podcast platform of your choice. Yeah. Uh, if you leave a review, that also Write helps. Us a review, and, uh, please. We read yeah. them all. We'll say goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Just made me think that the place in France would become Dice. 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 Which is 10 yeah. in French. Which Dice. is a <laughs> number you can roll. What does it oh mean? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.